let's talk science. From the University of Oningen, this is MindWise podcast, hosted and brought to you by psychology students. In this episode, we will ask former psychology students of the University of Groningen to share some of their experiences before and after graduation. These interviews were conducted last year by our former member Emil using various channels of communication. So whenever there's poor audio quality, we would like to apologize for that. Welcome to MindWise. It's great to have you here on our podcast. Please introduce yourself to our audience and tell us when you attended the University of Groningen and what you have been doing ever since your graduation. Hello, everybody. I'm Yannick. Um, I studied at the University of Groningen for about six years, actually. I came to university in 2011 to study um, psychology. So I applied for the bachelor's program, got um, accepted, and, and eventually uh, finished with my master's in neuropsychology. Um, yeah, that's uh, briefly it. Um, been living in the Netherlands or in Groningen for about six years in total with uh, small interruptions um, where I've been abroad for a semester abroad, Erasmus. Uh, yeah, that's basically everything. I'm Maximilian, I'm 26 years old and graduated last year in psychology at the University of Groningen. So I've studied from 2014 until 2017. And after this time, I decided to take a year off and move to Paris. I'm Selma de Vries. Um, I'm 27 years, so I graduated in 2014, I think. <laughs> um, I studied psychology here, and then I focused on industrial and organizational psychology for my master's. And um, afterwards, I started working in e-commerce. And I currently work for the university, for the central department of communication, where I am the digital marketing coordinator, okay. which is a fancy way of saying that I do social media, content, newsletters, videos... Really, any of the cool stuff that we publish, it's, it's probably me. I started in 2013, actually, and I did the International Relations Program. For those who didn't know, this is Angus. And then in 2014, I started doing psychology as well. So I finished last year, I graduated last summer, and then I went back to London. I'm Mahmo, and I'm 27, I think. I studied uh, psychology in Groningen. I did both my master's and bachelor's there. And um, now I live in Belgium. And I'm currently doing my uh, PhD here. So my name is Boris Kuchukov. I am uh, 25 years old, I'm from Bulgaria. And uh, in 2013, I uh, came to the Netherlands to, um, to study. Uh, also enrolled in our faculty, um, among other things was selected, I was super excited to, um, to start with a psychology program. Uh, yeah, and then three very, very fast and eventful years passed by <laughs> and I, I graduated um, in 2017. In 2017-18, um, I went on for my master, as most people do. Um, I went outside of Groningen to follow a master in social policy um, in Utrecht University. And uh, since yeah, last summer, uh, I'm, I've, I've been done with this master. Currently, I'm working. Um, I think I started studying in 2011. I always forget that for whatever reason. By the way, this is Tore. And studied there for two years. And then I went uh, one semester abroad uh, to Milano and uh, came back for another semester in Groningen. Um, 
after I graduated there, I um, had the chance to work as a, a mindfulness therapist for a year and um, in Hanover. I um, moved to Hamburg to work as a social therapist um, in a clinic. Um, and I also started my master's degree in, uh, in Bremen. How did you feel during the time leading to your graduation and shortly afterwards? So just before graduating, I felt um, desperate to finally graduate. <laughs> um, but besides that, um, I had uh, quite some confusing feelings about what to do in my future. Like, should I continue my academic path or should I continue with a different career? which uh, has been urging me for a long time. But it was also a very exciting time because I felt for the first time in my life I had very set ideas about what I want to do, uh, albeit having several different options. Uh, all the paths seemed quite set in my mind and it was a certainty I uh, haven't had before in my life. Honestly, I found it to be the worst. I really didn't like graduating because I felt like First of all, being a student is fun. I felt like work was not going to be fun. Also, I didn't know if I was actually going to be good at anything. So I, I felt quite insecure. You know, and you're starting to look for jobs and don't really know what's out there. You don't know what you're good at. You get rejected a lot of times as well, which I don't mind now. But back then, you know, kind of it was scary a lot of the time, I guess. And also you feel like your whole life has been leading up to this. You know, you've always known what the next step was, like from kindergarten to school to, you know, I always knew I wanted to go to university, so I knew that was the next step. And then the master was a logical next step. And all of a sudden it felt like, what? What am I meant to do yeah. now? So yeah, basically, basically scared. was. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can imagine. I mean, in the university, everything is very structured, but then all of a sudden you're there in the, in the world all by yourself. Yeah, exactly. And you feel like you have to be such a grown up all yeah. of a sudden. Um, <laughs> I guess that's always a, a quite weird moment. Uh, to approach the end of your studies. Um, for me, if I think back, yeah, it was it was a, it was really strange mixed feelings because I lived also in Groningen for four and a half years, and it kind of became my my hometown. I would also still consider it, uh, to be my my home. Um, so leaving uh, the city where I lived for such a long time and studied and met such great people was uh, was for sure strange. And then. Um, Of course, there's also there are a lot of fears of uh, starting a new job or looking for a job, and uh, yeah, I don't know to get serious, kind of. Yeah, I, I think for me this this might be slightly different than for many people finishing off their bachelor's degree. Um, I was doing a lot of things uh, during the, the last year of my bachelor, very busy with a lot of things next to it. Um, so my main goal was just finish. Um, I was not focusing too much on grades at the time. My goal was to just finish and uh, make sure I have a master, um, a master place where mm -hmm. I could go to. So this worked out, but it was way more hectic than, than I had expected and than I had hoped. So it was almost a process which uh, passed by me. Um, I, I was doing the things, but I was not dedicating too much attention to it, which in hindsight might have been very useful. So yeah, th this is how I ended my bachelor and how I started my master was um, yeah, on a very uh, clean table. Um, I had nothing to do mm. but my master. So this was for me a huge change at the time to like have one thing that I can dedicate my time to.
What about the things that you did next to your bachelor's? Um, yeah, I did. Um, I did a, a board year um, at the university council uh, of our university, which takes up um, most of your time. <laughs> I was following an honors honors program, which takes also a lot of time. Um, yeah, was doing my uh, bachelor thesis uh, in both Bulgaria and the Netherlands, so I had to travel for that as well. Um, it was an eventful. It was an eventful period. <laughs> I remember that I was really relaxed. Um, I had the. I was in the lucky position that I already had a job afterwards, so I knew what would happen. And um, I enjoyed study, uh, studying in Groningen, um, but I also wanted to move on. Like I like like my time with Groningen was over, and um, I was I was uh, happy to actually move to another city. And I was very excited to um, work as a mindfulness therapist. Now that you have graduated, what is it that you do at the moment? So um, I finished the neuropsychology master's last year uh, in June. And right after, actually, and way too quickly as well, I, I moved to Germany. Actually, it was uh, the day after my graduation, uh, which was quite stressful. And I wouldn't recommend to anybody uh, living in Groningen at the moment. Um, <laughs> but I did. Um, and I started that, that Monday after the Friday uh, graduation that Monday, I started an um, apprenticeship to become a paramedic in Germany, and um, which was a three-month program. It's, there are like two programs. Once one program is three years, and the other is three months. And um, yeah, so I uh, I subscribed for the three-month program and then got the certificate, and now I'm a paramedic, <laughs> which basically is driving an ambulance. And um, yeah, this is a really, really, really cool job, and I really, really like it. Um, and it's such a co contrast to studying and writing and, and reading, um, doing something with my hands and um, with, uh, working with patients. This is really in, in extreme situations. So that is really interesting. And as well, um, it reassures me of what I want to be doing, um, working in the medical field. So um, mm -hmm. that I'm doing half time, I call it. Um, that is only 50%. So um, I'm doing that on average three times uh, a week. And then I'm doing, I'm working also in a yoga studio twice a week, which is, uh, yeah, really nice. Because I'm having, actually, I'm having a year off to be, to be precise. Um, yeah, I, I finished the studies last year. And I have to wait another year up until this year, October, until I get accepted. So I try to somehow <clears throat> design this, this year off <clears throat> so, um, so I get, get the most of it. Basically, since I've been little, I've had the urge to cook in a professional kitchen and always liked cooking. And after finishing my bachelor, I felt like if I still wanted to give this a try, then this would be the time. And it was sort of a no or never situation. So I moved to Paris and just went straight to restaurants, approached the people there and asked if they could give me a chance. And since then, I've been working in kitchens in Paris. Um, why exactly did you choose Paris? For cooking, Paris seemed like the most suitable option, most of all, but it also had to do with my girlfriend who moved to uh, Paris for a master's degree, and it just seemed like a convenient option of all these things falling together, so I came along, and um, yeah, so we went on our way there. Can you elaborate more on why you, why you chose to become a chef then, apart from doing that master's here at the University of Groningen? Well, at this current moment, I would not say that I have a hundred percent certainty for either career path still, although I do want to continue with cooking 
for at least another year to see how it will develop. But uh, what really uh, struck me about uh, cooking as opposed to academia is uh, that this job specifically seems to have a mix of uh, mental and physical strengths, which I really appreciate. And another thing I do really like is uh, to be able to see results at the end of the day, which are things you do not necessarily have in academia. You might be working on things for a year or longer, and in the end, if it doesn't work out, then you're there with nothing basically to look at at the end of this hard working time. And I find it extremely gratifying to finish the evening with a visual reminder of what you have done during that day. Um, so most importantly, I would say that I'm an advisor. So the university has the University of Cornell is really complicated, right? You have so you have the central organization, and you have faculties, and within the faculties you have professors, and you have uh, students and you have services even like career services or you even have the canteen and all of these different people need help with their specific marketing activities and and that's something that I advise on so that's a big part of it another part of it is uh, things like social media so I plan in for the main accounts the central account I plan in you know Facebook posts Instagram posts stories I work together with companies that produce videos or photos for us, I work together with student vloggers for the International Student Blog, which is like my funnest project, I think. I just love it. And uh, also with some student vloggers. And then uh, I send out newsletters that go to leads that we collect, for example, at fairs or from study platforms or at the open days. Is it the UCANT? No, no, no. No, is that something else? Yeah, the UCANT is an external party. Ah, okay. What I do is really our marketing okay. from, from the university central perspective. So. Uh, our website, for example, parts of it, um, newsletters that we send to prospective students. It's really an internationally focused job. So, for example, my coworkers would travel travel the world, and occasionally I would travel Europe um, to go to fairs to speak to prospective students. And then we will send them newsletters, or we will redirect them to our Facebook pages. So, there's a lot of projects related to that. So, it's a lot of thinking about what do students want to hear at what point, and what makes Groningen special compared to other universities, both in the Netherlands and internationally? I'm doing a few things. I mean, I'm working full-time as a mental health professional in like a high-support mental health residential unit, like a rehabilitation unit. So if you've spent some time and you've been sectioned and you've had to spend some time in a psychiatric hospital, um, once you're seen as ready to leave the hospital, this is the next step into the community. So you're living in the community, but you're, it's still high support, so, um, yeah, there are still certain rules in place, and before they leave us, they have to fulfil, like, a certain criteria that they're, like, safe enough or well enough to move on to the next step. So that's, like, my main work. But when I first came back, I was also working at Maytree, which is, um, like, a house that offers support for the suicidal. So if you're already suicidal, you go and stay there for five, five days, and it's a lot of, like, one-on-one, like befriending type talking work and I'm also doing a research project for King's College London University which is called REACH it's a really huge project um, and they're interviewing like thousands of secondary school students trying to explore the different factors that increase and decrease risk in mental health with their like focus on psychosis. Uh, I just started my, my PhD uh, and I'm into my PhD now four months. I'm still uh, determining my final 
uh, yeah, research question. But um, I'm working with a, a research group uh, which is focusing on emotions. So it's like uh, it's theory-driven emotion research, and um, we're working with a model that tries to address especially uh, problems related to uh, yeah, behaviors that are always are often categorized as being stimulus-driven, like emotional behaviors, habits, all these kind of things that are uh, that supposedly happen automatically. And uh, with a different approach, trying to figure out whether they might be also uh, better explained in a goal-directed way. And um, as I did my uh, master's in uh, environmental psychology, I'm trying to actually uh, use that model to address uh, shortcomings in theories and uh, current interventions within the field of environmental psychology. Um, I currently work at Randstad, which is a human resources company. And I work for the governmental um, department of Randstad, which means that uh, a lot of the employees, um, for example, the, the taxes authority, or uh, the unemployment agencies, um, they come through us. Uh, also the police, the, the firemen, uh, the fire department. Um, so I, I introduce such people to, to, the, to, um, to these companies, uh, to these uh, governmental companies, and uh, um, then I uh, help them with, with any questions they might have. Um, I advise them on how to uh, fix your taxes or uh, yeah, how to develop your, your CV better. Um, yeah. All right. Was it was it a long term plan to pursue this specific job? No, no. It was. Um, I, I rolled into it uh, very, um, very smoothly, but also was not something that I had planned before. I, I never expected to to come to work in human resources, um, which is which is funny because I really like it. Um, but yeah, through my internship, uh, I leeway into 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 an actual job, uh, which was a very smooth transition. And uh, yeah, had it not been for the internship, which I was obliged to do during my master, I would have probably um, gone and done something completely different. You actually founded your own company. Can you tell us more about it? Um, yes. It's an advertising company and we work for uh, literature houses and authors, and publishing houses, broadcasting uh, companies. And um, we... Um, we do online marketing, basically. Like we mainly use social networks to um, to sell books <laughs> in one sense. How did the university prepare you for life after graduation? Um, so what I learned um, in the psychology program and these are like for my daily life or for my life right now really really important skill, set of skills is um, scheduling um, because if you were in the work life you're not as flexible as a student anymore you will be so much you will you will be ex surprised how 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 different the work life actually is so um, I learned scheduling for sure doing doing the psychology program but I also learned um, that like about my social environment that was actually like the um, yeah the biggest impact um, I'm actually experiencing right now is that I learned about empathy and I learned about um, problem solving um, uh, yeah self-managing skills um, and patience and um, it's not specifically like scientific um, knowledge I, I'm applying at the moment. It's more um, what I learned during or during the course of studying and engaging with my social environment. And um, yeah, uh, <clears throat> so like right now it, it does have impact on what I get my head into. And um, yeah, 
as I said, in combination with my social life, um, I'm actually learning that designing, it, 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 sounds, a little, it sounds a little harsh, but I, I, as you're working, you've got, to, you've got to somehow really design your schedule because there are so many things uh, coming up when you've got to take responsibility for, for so many other things as, as, you are, as if you're a student. So if you're a student, you're protected by your parents or by, uh, by any fund or, um, or loans or um, this social bubble you're living in. And all of a sudden, you're, you're in the working life and you have to take responsibility. You've got to pay for insurance. And there are so many things coming up uh, <laughs> all of a sudden. And, and it's, it's best to be prepared for that. And, and I have to say the psychology program uh, prepared me for that. I remember having to take a course where you had to basically describe like three different types of jobs that you wanted to do. I think maybe as a bachelor student we had to do that. And um, where you also thought about the tracks. And then there's also guidance counselors that are there to help you. Although by the time I actually went to a guidance counselor and asked him, you know, about my future, he said I should have probably come in my first or second year. So it's a bit late. Okay. Um, and other than that, just talking to other other students and, and maybe your professors and teachers, that, that definitely helps. They tell you kind of what you're good at. And also with your, uh, my master's thesis coordinator, uh, I discussed a lot with her whether she thought I should go into research or something else. So, so there, was, there was guidance, although somewhat unstructured. Well, basically now I, I stayed within academia and uh, there I see how the university really prepared me to help me to really know how to read and write and yeah, to work in academia, especially because uh, doing the bachelor's and the master's, we've been asked to um, conduct our own research already, which has which has been a yeah great experience. What I what I realize now that I've stayed within academia, so I'm I'm not sure how to like how this would have prepared me for a job outside of academia because I never actually entered that kind of job market. But um, yeah, but for staying within academia, I can really say that uh, that it helped me a lot. Well, I think there there are two sides to this question. Um, one, it is as you as you said, a pretty tough program, so it, it selects uh, you know a certain level um, of of being able to to cope with with workload and and just just difficult problems. I mean, look look at our statistics uh, courses; they are hard. This is hard stuff. Uh, so this already kind of filters out um, the people who who can then go into a master easily. Um, so this is one side. But the other side, I think it's it's very academically focused. So it has, in my personal experience, very little to do with the actual job market outside of academia. Um, so in a sense, I was more prepared to go for a PhD um, than I was to go to the actual job market. Had I had I had to go for for an actual job outside of academia, I would I would be totally unprepared. So so this is a it's an interesting balance. And I think it's you know it's it's not that not that crazy given that they try to stimulate more people that go into research masters and do research and you know they, they want to keep this thing going. But on the other hand, if you just walk out, um, I personally felt unprepared. Okay, so that would be something that you, you thought was missing from the program. Definitely, yeah, yeah, some some career perspectives, um, but then you know really really forcing you to do stuff to go and, and introduce yourself to companies or to really think very hard about what it is you want to do outside of academia. Um, and, and this preparation I did get in my master. The, the focus in, in Groningen is on social psychology. Like the, the social focus is, is amazingly great. So I think I learned the, basis, the basics of um, um, social interaction or interaction um, within like 
yeah, social interaction. Um, but the main thing that I learned is to think analytically. Uh, when I when I sit down with the uh, coworkers, it's uh, oftentimes it's that someone has a great idea, and then I'm the guy who says, "Well, let's find out whether it works or not." So let's actually um, evaluate whether it's a good idea or not, and not just think it's a good idea. Um, so the first thing with every project, I um, I open uh, I open Microsoft Excel and um, start uh, start start to analyze stuff. Looking back at your life as an undergraduate student and comparing it to your life now, what are the biggest differences in your daily routine? Yeah, that's a good question there. Um, so the most striking difference, as I just mentioned as well, is uh, my, my time schedule. Like if you're in, in the work life, and especially like what I'm doing now, so I have, I'm having three different jobs and scheduling these is quite hard. I, like um, I'm working mostly um, during the day at the paramedic um, job which is uh, three times a month, uh, three times a, a week. And then there is a dialysis job, which is at night, and I do that once a week. And there's twice a week yoga studio. So these are all like fixed dates. And around that, I got to schedule my, my social life or my um, taking care of other life. And uh, actually, it's quite hard because, um, um, yeah, the schedules of most of my friends right now who are working from nine to five collide with my schedule. So... Um, <laughs> Basically, I don't I don't get to see my, my friends that often or my girlfriend that often anymore because, um, yeah, our schedules are so different right, from <laughs> from when we were students. So when you're a student, you, you somehow can decide yourself if you go to that lecture or not or if you go to the library or not. And, and it's not that you spend less time working. It's uh, just that you are, yeah, as a student, you, are, you have way better opportunities of uh, rescheduling and, and, yeah, I don't know, be, being more flexible. Working life, especially in the kitchen, means a uh, way less flexible schedule as opposed to being a student. Uh, with this path that I currently chose, uh, one thing I was not aware of are the long hours, or I was aware that there's long hours and long days, but I never thought it would be that long. So <laughs> typically I would be working 60 to 70 hours a week. Oh, wow. And um, so this is a very big difference. And in student life, you can just decide for yourself that if you're having an off day to actually take that day off or do something else that might be useful but not directly related to university. Whilst with work, there's just work and you have to do it and you cannot just stay at home because you don't feel like doing it. Um, Furthermore, I think the social life was very different as a student, uh, especially in a city like Honingen, you have all your friends constantly around you and living close to you, whilst uh, with work life you might have your colleagues that you might get along with or not, and then only on your off days you will classically have time for your friends. Um, I've never been studying so hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so like now that I do a PhD, I mean, yes, you have uh, kind of... Uh, working hours so they're flexible i mean you you're supposed to to be there and to um, to do your thing and which means and they're usually from nine to five um and i can't remember the time during my studies where i really like studied from nine to five every day so so that's a big difference to to be bound to uh, to such a yeah rather rather a strict schedule uh, but i also realized that this is uh, 
this actually really makes me study a lot because pursuing a PhD is also still a lot about uh, reading and learning and discussing and it's it's kind of like the studies go on but uh, a bit more structured um, and yeah so f for me it's like it feels like a really intense study time now I think now nowadays I have a lot more freedom oh wow uh, <laughs> Okay, I would have yeah. expected the exact opposite. Right, I know it's it's crazy. Uh, f first, when when I started working, you know, I, I went I went to my to my job on Monday and Tuesday, and Friday came around, and then I was like, wow, I have nothing to do in my weekend. I can actually do things that I enjoy to do in the weekend. I don't have to do work. I don't have to prepare for any exams. Uh, you know, I don't have to study for anything. No articles to be written. No thesis to worry about. It was just freedom, and I really enjoyed it. Your decisions that you make, or the decisions, the decisions that I make now, count. Um, I've gotten like number of times. I think it's three times or something like that. Um, if uh, if you fail an exam or if you fail a test, you have the opportunity to actually do it again. And, and I'm, I'm, in my experiences, it's not the same in in. <laughs> let's call it real life because if I if I like if I write a concept for someone and it's shit he won't say well you have two more times to write it he'll just say well I don't buy it <laughs> try it in a year again when the next reset is <laughs> <laughs> exactly so it's uh, um, in, yeah it actually like it's, it's, it counts more alright that sounds so hard. <laughs> yeah, you have to take responsibility, um, more respon even more responsibility for yourself. How does a typical day in your life right now look like? So usually I would get up around 7.30 or 8 o'clock and then be at work at around 9. And from, usually from 9 until around 12, you would be busy with the preparations for the day until the first service starts at around 12.30. And, uh, which goes on usually for about two hours, two and a half hours. During this time, you're busy with preparing the food directly for the customers whilst they are waiting for it. And after this time, you're busy for another hour or so with preparations. And depending on how it goes, you will have about two hours, two and a half of a break in between. And then start again at about 5, 5.30 with dinner service usually starting about 7 o'clock. And depending on the busyness of the night, you will finish around midnight or 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, no, because my <laughs> days are always different. So okay. I have, if I look at last year, there's been days that I've been in Russia and I've gone to fairs there and I talk to prospective students and I uh, answer questions like, uh, do you have any scholarships available? Or uh, what's it like to study computer science or, or stuff like that? There's days that I'm caught up in uh, 10 meetings and the whole day is just meeting, meeting, meeting where we talk about a really wide range of things because I think one thing that's super cool about my job is that nobody really tells me, do this and this and this today. I, I get to see where the opportunities are and I get to choose my projects as long as there's someone related, I guess, to marketing. So that means that I get to see not only online marketing, but I get to see the offline world. And I, um, when I started, I didn't really know anything about video production, but there was definitely a, a gap there and I I just got to fill it. So I got to talk to all these different companies and now I can say I'm an expert at it. 
so I spend a lot of time being on video photo shoots as well. And then there's days that I'm just in the office writing and uh, um, supervising students and uh, teaching them how to write. Um, I mean, in the residential unit, I've actually got a new job. I've just started a new job, which is more um, managerial. But I'm basically, so I started as a support worker. And like a basic day is um, you make sure everyone's had their medication. Some people are self-medicating. They're on different stages depending on their like mental capacity or like whether how how well they are. Um, but medication is one of the main things to make sure everything's gone okay with the antipsychotics that they're taking or whatever medication they're taking. Um, they'll have various appointments with like psychiatrists and psychological support. So you try and and we're trying to get them integrated. So trying to uh, get them into work or school. So that will be a constant thing, whether it's like going to education or uh, picking up new skills. Um, and how exactly are you trying to teach them those skills? Uh, I mean, it's very practical, at least at this place. This is why you can do it with a bachelor. Any kind of treatment, you generally need a lot more. But this is quite practical. Um, so you're just like, you have, you key work, you get given someone to key work. So you work closely with them and you have like support sessions every week. Um, And then you talk to them, see what they're interested to. And then very often you find, you try and find stuff for them. And like, say they want to do like, I don't know, hairdressing. You'll be like, look up all the courses for them. Maybe set up a date that they can go and check it out. Uh, if they have any worries or anxieties, you can uh, see what they are. And what precautions you might need to take. You need to do like risk assessments all the time. Um, and see whether it would be okay for them, whether they can handle it. So it's like a lot of practical organization. Um, yeah. Is there anything that you have missed in the psychology program? Um, well, I, I guess I feel like I could have been prepared a little bit more for the job market. I know that we do have career services, but I, I feel like um, some job application training, for example, may have been in order. Um, And also a lot of the time, I think there is a lot of opportunities, but you you have to find them yourself. So I think that a little bit of, of information could be improved of how it, how it uh, reaches you. Um, so yeah, it's very theoretical. And I think that, that practical side, I don't, I don't know if it's missing, but it would have been handy for me. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the psychology program is very broad, right? It has its ups mm -hmm. and downs. By being very broad, it prepares you for many different things, but mm. it doesn't prepare you in depth, right? That's, I guess it's a problem. And also it's very research-oriented, so you're going to be trained as a researcher here, basically, not as someone who enters the job market or something else in a way. Yeah, I but I think when I was a student or a recent graduate, I could have complained about that more. But now, looking back, I realized, actually, you know, you make a lot of your own chances and the university has facilitated me in every way. And uh, also just having... Having that degree, by, like having the title, it also immensely helps you in the job market. So I can't really complain, looking back. I think it is not really being encouraged that people look uh, beyond their fields, um, which is, I think, nowadays a really, really uh, important thing to work, uh, for example, interdisciplinary. And uh, the university does, does try to make efforts by offering courses on interdisciplinary Those costs are not necessarily really interdisciplinary uh, experiences. I think to actually engage within different disciplines is what it means to learn uh, truly about interdisciplinary and, uh, interdisciplinarity. And I think uh, that is something the university should encourage more. 
because I remember, for example, when I I went to talk to my uh, to a study advisor about my plans to pick up uh, different courses from the faculties, uh, I was uh, discouraged to do. So. I wouldn't uh, gain all the credits, um, and I would only gain sixty credits for my masters, anyways. So. Uh, for me, it was never about the credits because now I did my master's with, uh, I think, 110 uh, ECTS. And the university, uh, they, they just uh, they calculate only 60 of those. They consider those to be my master's. But that actually doesn't matter because it was never about the credits, but to actually yeah, learn about those things. And they are, uh, yeah, that, that, that is maybe a slight criticism that the university is there, then uh, rather discouraging to uh, engage within different disciplines or to pick up beyond your uh, program. Yeah, that's great. And is that an equal criticism of the bachelor's program and the master's program? Uh, well, in the, in the bachelor's, I mean, in the, the master's is, is really short, so that's also really difficult to do so. But in the, in the bachelor, I think uh, in the bachelor, I mean, there you have the, uh, the how do you call it, like the, the minor. Yeah. Which you can pick up from a different, yeah, you can pick it up from a different discipline. But when I think back of my bachelor's, that wasn't, for example, for me, it didn't feel like an option to pick up courses in various fields, such as film studies or whatever I found interesting. Like, uh, yeah, I think maybe it, it was just not on my radar, but uh, I think maybe there are also others which are not really like considering this a, a real option to do, but. Yeah, and I mean, doing doing the bachelor's is also a cool opportunity to go abroad and to learn uh, within a different cultural context. So, yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, I know I know about people, for example, that wanted to take courses of in, in astronomy, and they were also discouraged of doing so because there was no clear connection to their main program, which was psychology, right? Um, mm -hmm. But at the same time, you can't really, you know, it's difficult to foresee how this might help that person. Um, you know, and, and what she might learn then, which might help her to, exactly. to find a career later on. It's just very difficult to predict, right? Exactly. I think if you, like, if you train people to become therapy, uh, psycho clinical psychologists, it's very important to give them, uh, to make them experience clinical daily life on a very early stage of your studies. Because it's, there's a huge difference between reading about something and actually engaging in, uh, in it. And um, I... I would have wished for um, for more practical parts. I mean, Bremen actually does it quite a lot, but it's too late in the process. It's too late for. Um, uh, I think it, you should have. Uh, unis should have do it. Should do it much earlier. How did you end up in your current position? <laughs> kind of in a, in a weird way, I think, because I started off applying to jobs as an organizational psychologist, which a lot of the times meant uh, recruitment. And I was applying for these jobs and I got told many times that I didn't have the commercial talent for that. So, so it would basically be calling people and, and trying to convince them to take a certain job. And that, I guess, wasn't really for me at the time. So I, I couldn't find a job in that, in that field. So then I started applying to random jobs, basically. And for an entire year, I worked at a call center. Okay. Uh, here in Groningen. Here in Groningen, yeah. <laughs> where I had to, people were calling to say that they didn't want to have their contract with their phone anymore. And I had to convince them to keep it or get a new contract. So it was a terrible job. And, uh, and while I was doing that, I, I kind of set up this own little blog that I was working on. And it was really like a hobby. It was also quite bad. 
looking back, back on it. But it taught me a lot of the beginning, beginning online marketing skills. And then I just, in Groningen, there's a lot of uh, startups and I started working for a specific uh, startup. And after that, I, I just realized that that was a perfect match for me and that I just really loved it and that I could use a lot of creativity and that I was really good at it. So what was that startup about? Um, so they had a lot of web shops all over the world and I got I was lucky because I speak Danish because I grew up there mm-hmm. and they needed someone who spoke Danish so they kind of just got me in and taught me some basic skills and then uh, I left them quite quite fast after that to look for <laughs> for a better paying job and just kind of rose in the ranks slowly and then when I saw the job position at the university I really wanted to do that I, for me I think I um, I just don't feel like I'm done learning. <laughs> I feel there's there's uh, much more to learn, and um, uh, and staying within academia, I think is it's also just for me. It's like a, it's a really nice environment to be in, to to be surrounded with people who are actually who are still like trying to figure out new things and uh, yeah, to to read about the newest. Uh, uh, research that's going on and engaging in discussions with people from different uh, parts of the world also it's, uh, it's just a really interesting context to to be in and I think now at the end of my 20s uh, if I compare to going to work in uh, in the field or with a company um, which I can still do later on I feel like um, that this is this is now the, the best thing to do for me at least I don't know <laughs> the reason why I got into what well, uh, uh, advertisement, advertisement is that um, uh, someone I'm very close to just asked me to do it um, um, as a friend and I did it and it was really good and really successful and based on that other authors and other uh, publishing houses asked me to do the same for them and um, months later I, I met my um, uh, I met the, the woman who's my business partner now and she is doing uh, social media for years and it was just a natural step. Do you have any advice for the students that are about to graduate? Um, yes. So I would definitely recommend to take time to do some sort of hands-on work. This doesn't mean completely switching your careers, but to do internships or to try to get insights into any kind of uh, job you're looking into and to see if it actually is something for you. Or even if there is something that has urged you a long time or all your life to do, which is completely different than your degree, like in my case, do it before it might be too late. And don't be afraid to go your way, even if it will change after a year or after a month already. Keep exploring. Yeah, definitely. Um, I would say, look, you got to relax because at first you're probably going to work some jobs that are not amazing. You're not going to earn a lot of money, maybe. You'll probably be doing a job that makes you think, what am I actually learning right now? What's the point of this? But you will be okay. You are going to find a job that you like. And those experiences actually, looking back, really help you because you, you develop slightly different different skills. Like, for example, when I was in the call center, hating life every single day, looking back, it did teach me to be a professional in a, in a different way than university did. So that's my advice, is relax and, and apply to a bunch of jobs, kind of see what happens to you. It'll, it'll be fine. So one advice, maybe not, not to the ones graduating now, but maybe, maybe there are also some listening who are, who are about to start a master's or, to, to, or who are just within their bachelor's. Um, 
I just would really encourage everybody to, if there's something beyond psychology that they're also interested in, just uh, open the, just open the, I would call it the, the, the course archive and just type in the, the words you're interested in, such as maybe film or sustainability or uh, whatever you're interested in and see whether there's a course you, you might be able to pick up and send an email to the professor who's giving it. And um, I'm sure you could join. And uh, I think, it, like for me, that was like a great experience. I think I, I would like to also address the students that are not only uh, graduating at this moment, but also students and listeners that are currently maybe considering enrolling in our program or are somewhere in the first first few years. I think the best advice I could give to anybody uh, who plans to stay and work in the Netherlands is to go and learn Dutch. Um, our university offers great, great quality Dutch courses for free. Uh, you can follow them and, and actually learn to speak Dutch. I think this is the advice I want to I give to, to those who are not too late in their, in their process. Yeah. But does that, that advice also go to students who want to stay within academia? Uh, definitely, yeah. Uh, for your own personal development, it's, it's, such, a, it's such a useful tool um, to add to your toolkit, you know, another language in the country that you're operating in. It opens so many doors. Um, even if, it's, if, if you're not fluent, it will open doors. Absolutely. Yes, try yourself out. Just do, do shit. Um, if you have the idea of um, doing a podcast on MindWise, do it. <laughs> you have to have the idea to, to like, like found your own company. It's like, I think it costs 10 euro in Germany to find your own company. You just have to go there and register. And if it doesn't work, you do something else. In, in uh, my experiences, a lot of people I studied with um, didn't have this mindset. They had the idea they have to finish um, after, after a certain amount of semesters and they have to do this and that. And you don't have to do anything. Exactly the things that make you happy. Well, Tore, I think this is a great advice and I think this is a great time to end this podcast on this positive note. Thank you. Um, I enjoyed talking to you and um, I wish you a good day. Thank you. This podcast was a production of MindWise for the Department of Psychology at the University of Groningen.